and welcome to The Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about Season 3, Episode 7, Revelation. Just one small announcement this week, but the new Boom Studios title, it just keeps on giving. Because now we don't just have Willow as a slayer, we have Queer Xander. Oh. Yeah. The title explores what would have happened had the writers gone the other way and made Xander the queer one instead of Willow. Oh. Um, I know the title mentions him having a boyfriend, but I do believe in one panel we see Xander repping the bisexual colors. So yay, I literally cannot wait to get my hands on this. That is exciting. Maybe people actually like Xander for a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm very, very excited. I'm also, I haven't started reading this title yet, so I'm very excited to what they're doing with it because it looks like basically Buffy and Willow have switched places. Oh, cool. And it's like Buffy's been Xander's best friend forever. I'll have to pick so, that up. That sounds, yeah, so I, sounds so entertaining. Like whatever spell they did, like switch stuff around. Yeah, that's and cool. And so I'm, I'm very, very intrigued. That'll be fun. So, Revelations, it aired November 17th, 1998, and our synopsis is Xander catches Buffy with Angel, who ends up as a target for Faith, her new watcher, and an ancient demon. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah, very straightforward. So just like last week's episode was the first one written by Jane Espenson, this week's episode was the first one written by Doug Petrie. Yep. And what are our international titles? So this week, we just have four because most of them were so, were just revelations. So sad. So in German, we have the glove of Minigon. Nah, okay. They're they're not they're not exciting this week. Oh, that's so sad. I think that might be the most exciting one. Okay. So in Hungarian, we have discoveries. Japanese apocalypse, and Polish is news. I like news. <laughs> just news. <laughs> Because I mean, there is a lot of news that happens. There is a this. lot of news. I like. I could. I could be with that. I just. I, I just like how simple that is. <laughs> yeah. This this week there wasn't wasn't much interesting. We start off this week at the Bronze. Oz and the Dingoes on stage per usual. They finish their set, and Oz heads down to the floor to join Willow, Xander, and Cordelia at the table they've snagged. A table that very well might have been the last <laughs> one available from the look of the crowd. Yeah. Willow tells Oz to grab a seat, only there aren't any seats left. That's okay. He can scrunch in. He moves in close to Willow, who scoots her seat, which puts her closer to Xander, who then scoots his seat away from Willow, (laughs) and so close to Cordy that he's practically on top of her. Enough so that Cordy asks, why is he giving her a lap dance? (laughs) He says he just loves her. And Willow thinks that's beautiful. It's beautiful when someone loves someone and wants to be near them and no one else. That's that's another line that I use when somebody is getting so close to me. The why are you giving why me a lap you, dance? Why are you giving me a lap dance? Oz says that's well put and asks if he can snag a sip of what I assume is Willow's drink. <laughs> though it does seem a bit closer to Xander. Who knows? Everything is everything is staged funny. Xander and Willow both reach for the cup and then both jerk away violently, causing them to hit a poor waitress and send her tray crashing to the floor. (sighs) Xander jumps up from his seat and the crowd applauds. Thank you. Thank you. They're there till Saturday. Enjoy the veal. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's a whole. That's a whole thing. Oh, I that's did not know thing. that. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole. It's a whole thing that. Uh, it's like we'll be here all week. Try the veal. Don't forget to tip your waitstaff. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a whole. It's a whole bit that people do when. Like I know the like we're here all week or I'm here till Saturday or whatever. Oh, yeah. I didn't know there was like more than. Oh went yeah, on to yeah, it. yeah. No, it, it's it's we're here. We're here all week. Try the veal. Don't forget to tip your waitress. So there, you learned something today. I did learn something today. <laughs> Okay, Cordelia wants to know why the two of them are so hyper. Instead of answering, Willow changes the subject and mentions that Buffy has also been acting odd lately. Has anyone noticed that? Killing zombies, torching sewer demons. Xander says it seems like the same old Buffy to him. Willow just means that she's been off on her own a lot lately. Not with the group. Cordelia wonders if she doesn't have a new honey. A boyfriend? Why wouldn't she tell them? Cordelia gives her a look. Is Willow serious? Her last study killed half the class. And her new ones sent her a dumpogram. It's bad to make a girl shy. Yeah, but... They're Buffy's bestest buds of all her buds. If she's seen someone, she'd tell them. Tell them what? Buffy arrives and Willow says her new boyfriend, who they made up. (laughs) Unless they didn't. Buffy gives her a look. This was their topic of conversation. Oz clarifies that it was brought up, but never actually discussed. So, is there a new boy? Buffy says, well, there's no boyfriend. And she wouldn't say that she was seeing someone, but she is going out with someone. That night, in fact. Who? Before Buffy can say anything else, Faith comes over and gently punches her shoulder. They got a motor. Draping an arm around Faith's shoulder, Buffy says, they're just good friends. (laughs) Really? The graveyard. Where Buffy and Faith are wrestling slash fighting with some vamps, all while Giles looks on, sipping the tea he brought along and looking not at all concerned. I I just love how nonchalant he is. He's like, I have to be here because I have to be here. So I'm, uh, these girls are fine. They've got this under control. I love his look here with the scarf. Oh, yeah. And I also love that Buffy's wearing her little jeweled bomb beanie. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have his glasses on. Mm-mm. Everybody, everybody's looking good. They are. They are. They are looking mighty fine. Yes. They dust the vamps in sync, I might add, and high five as they make their way back towards Giles. You know, they might just have a new Olympic sport on their hands. Synchronized slaying. So how did they do? Giles doesn't get a chance to answer. Instead, a female voice says, sloppy, before listing everything the two did wrong. Telegraphing punches, leaving blind sides open, and taking entirely too long, especially for a school night slaying. She asks one of them is Faith, and Faith says, it depends. Who is she? Gwendolyn Post. Miss Gwendolyn Post. Her new Mrs. watcher. Is it Mrs.? It's Mrs. Yes, that it's Mrs. adds a whole level of mystery to this woman. Yes, it's Mrs. Because where is her husband? Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. It's yeah. That's that's why she made a that she made a remark about that. It was Mrs. Gwendolyn. Oh, I just assumed she wanted to be called like by the formality. Like no, no, Mrs. Well, now I'm even more intrigued by this. I know. I know. I still don't like her, but I'm intrigued. Yes. All right. Mrs. Gwendolyn. (laughs) Her new watcher. And on that bombshell, we go to the credits. Still awesome. Are they, though? They are. When we return, we're in the library, Faith telling Mrs. Post that she doesn't need a new watcher. No offense at all. She just kind of has this problem with authority figures. They tend to end up dead. (laughs) Duly noted, turning to Giles, Mrs. Post asks where he keeps the rest of his books. The rest of his books? Yes. Where is his actual library? When Giles doesn't immediately answer, Mrs. Post gives a little, oh. (sighs) 
Giles starts to defend his collection, telling her that this is the finest collection of occult books this side of the Atlantic. She's sure. She then begins asking if he has several books that she is 90% sure he does not have. What he does not have, one is on order, but the Twilight Compendium, that he does have. Ignoring that, she says she's been sent by the council for one very important reason. Faith needs a watcher. She is to act in that capacity and report back. Faith begins to tell Mary Poppins (laughs) that she isn't listening. But Giles interrupts. If the council feels that Faith needs closer observation, then they will, of course, all cooperate. That's when Mrs. Post reveals that the council wants her to report on the entire situation there, including Giles. It causes Buffy to smirk just the tiniest bit. Academic probation isn't so funny today. (laughs) Mrs. Post continues, there's apparently been talk in the council, a feeling that Giles has become a bit too American. Him? (laughs) Neither Giles nor Buffy can believe this. (laughs) I know we're going to eventually find out that Miss Post is cuckoo birds and all kinds of evil, but this does kind of tie the whole watcher's retreat and helpless situations together. Yes, it does. Yeah. And I think I, I think I said back, you know, a few episodes ago that it just seems like they're setting up for him being isolated from the council. Yeah, like there, there's definitely some distrust between Giles and the council. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we do find out that she wasn't sent by the council. Yeah. But it does, it, it, it does reinforce the fact that Giles was being set up. We then learn that a demon named Lagos is making his way to the Hellmouth. Mrs. Post asks Giles for an illustration of Lagos, and when he doesn't have one ready and waiting, which how could he? Oh my god, like, I I can't stand her. She says maybe another time. She tells the girls that the demon seeks the glove of Minagon. No one knows the full powers of the glove, but they do know it's very dangerous and therefore must be kept from the demon. Lagos must be stopped. Giles asks what she proposes, clearly looking for a plan of some sort. (laughs) And Mrs. Post, well, she says if it's not too radical a suggestion, she thought they might kill him. Two slayers at full strength conducting a coordinated hunt. The glove is supposedly buried in a crypt somewhere, so Lagos will be headed for the cemetery. Giles tells her that there are more than just one in Sunnydale. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot. How many? Twelve, at least within the city limits. That seems low, considering there are 42 churches. Yeah, I, I, I think we miscounted the cemeteries because that's not like we have all those churches like, some of those churches have to have little graveyards. I mean, maybe we're just counting, like, major cemeteries. Major cemeteries, yeah. But I still think that's fake. Well, then they'll just have to go through them one by one. Miss Post tells Giles that anything in his books that would help them pinpoint the exact location of the glove will be useful. But she's not going to hold out for a miracle. They'll start tomorrow at sundown. Turning to leave, she orders Faith to go with her. This leaves Buffy and Giles alone. Interesting lady. Can they kill her? (laughs) Giles tells her the council may frown upon that. Does she feel like a bit of training? I like that the council frowns upon it, but he doesn't. No, Giles doesn't frown upon it. Giles is okay with it. Yeah, he's he's ready to let Buffy go. So Gwendolyn Post is played by Serena Scott Thomas, who is the sister of Dame Kristen Scott Thomas. Yep. Along with being on Buffy, Serena has guest starred on such shows as Nash Bridges, NCIS, and Nip Tuck. She was also in the Bond film, The World Is Not Enough. And she has been in not one, but two movies about the royal family. You know what? I feel like a lot of the people who are in movies about the royal family end up in multiple movies about 
the royal family. Yeah. So the funny thing about this one is in the first one, she played Princess Diana. Yes. And in the other one, she played the mother of Kate Middleton, who would have been (laughs) Princess Diana's daughter-in-law. Yeah, yeah. So she's covered both sides. uh, Because what's his, I can't, I, my, the name is escaping me, but there's like the one actor that played Tony Blair twice. You have Helen Mirren, who plays Queen Elizabeth several times. Yeah. You know what? To be fair, there's only about 10 actors in England. It's and like there's in, 12 people on the internet. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 in everything. Oh, this is true. This is true. Also in this scene, Faith returned. I don't know. Also in this scene, Faith refers to Mrs. Post as Mary Poppins. While most everyone knows the character due to the Disney films Mary Poppins, Saving Mr. Banks, and Mary Poppins Returns, the character actually originates from a series of eight children's novels written by the Australian British author P.L. Travels. Mm-hmm. Travers. And published from 1934 to 1988. I think one of the biggest departures from the books is the number of Banks children. Yes. <laughs> in the movie, there are only two, Jane and Michael. While in the book, there are five, Jane, yep. Michael, John, and Barbara, who are twins, and then little Annabelle. It it works better for the movie with just the two of them. It does. So it looks like training for Buffy equals Tai Chi with Angel. The two of them slowly <laughs> go through. Never, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> Just, just, just <laughs> it's not like super impressive. It's I, Tai Chi. I, yeah, I thought about that again when I was watch, re-watching the episode. I loved that. <laughs> the two of them slowly going through a set of moves together until Angel reaches forward, his hands covering Buffy's. They continue to move, Buffy being drawn closer to him, and when she turns, they almost kiss. Almost. But Buffy quickly remembers herself and says she has to go. It's a big night for them, Slayer types. Places to go, demons to kill. She needs to head out before people realize what they're doing. That prompts Angel to ask, what are they doing? <laughs> Training and almost kissing. She's sorry. It's it's just an old habit. A bad, bad habit to be broken. Angel says it's hard, but Buffy, Buffy says it's not hard. Cold turkey, it's the key to quitting. They kind of stare at each other and then Buffy asks meekly, does he think they have a patch for this? <laughs> She needs to go. She really does. She's got to go vent some of these pent-up feelings by hunting and hopefully killing a Lagos. Lagos. Angel seems to recognize the name, but doesn't say anything else. Buffy explains that he's there after some thingamabob, and she needs to go out there and stop him before he can unleash holy hell. You know, just another Tuesday night in Sunnydale. (laughs) I adore when they do that! I know. I love the acknowledgement of how it's just same old, same old. And this is not the last time we'll see them do it yeah. either. And I like, I did like, I did like Mrs. Post's line about very sloppy for a school night slaying. Yes. Yes. Angel tells her to be careful and she says she will before we're taken back to the library where Giles, along with Xander and Willow, are looking into Lagos. So far, the search has turned up nothing and it's making Giles a wee bit cranky. Mm-hmm. He orders Xander and Willow to look up everything they can on the demon, his origins, his weaknesses, and most importantly, what he wants with the bloody glove. When Xander tries to tell Giles that he is not the watcher of him, <laughs> Giles tells him to then go home. <clears throat> but if he's going to stay, he's going to work. Giles sits into his office and Xander climbs the steps to join Willow on the library's second level. Giles needs a Snickers. Oh, yes, he does. Even Willow is a bit ill at ease with this version of Giles. What does he want from them? A number of qualified surgeons to remove the British flag from his butt? <laughs> Willow just gives Xander a look and the two of them settle on the floor beside a stack of books. 
Willow complains that her eyes are all blurry and starts rubbing at her temples. After trying for maybe half a second longer to look at his own book, Xander sets said book aside and begins rubbing Willow's temples for her, which makes for a wonderful little parallel to Willow attempting to rub Xander's temples during the pack. Mm-hmm. After a moment, she tells him to stop and he says, right, because stop means no and no means no. So stop. He pulls away and moves as if to go back to his book. That's when Willow grabs his face and kisses him. Oh, Willow. Oh, oh, Willow. The two kiss until Giles walks by, not seeing them, but saying their names. They jump apart. He tells them they can stop their studying. He's found the possible location of the glove. Turns out it's housed in a crypt, one of the big ones in the Restfield Cemetery. So, uh, how do you come to that conclusion? He looked. Right, right. And where's Buffy on patrol? Right. Well, Xander will go check out the crypt, report back, or take the info straight to Buffy if he finds her. Willow says she'll keep looking. She thinks they're on the verge of a breakthrough. Giles thinks they're done. He walks away and Willow just stands there among the books looking terribly guilty. Willow. I love how many ancient relics are housed in Sunnydale. Oh, yeah. They're just just scattered around. Yeah. I mean, again, I know it's for plot reasons so that we can we don't have to go anywhere to find stuff. But yeah, I just I like, oh, we have this in this tomb. This is in this crypt and... It's just what you do. Buffy and Faith, it turns out, are patrolling the mean streets of Sunnydale. Faith telling Buffy about her failed past relationships and how they helped her face her destiny as a loser magnet. These three relationships are actually explored in more depth in the Faith-centric novel Go Ask Malice. Mm -hmm. It's why now Faith is all about the get some and get gone. You can't trust guys. Buffy says you can trust some guys. She's read about them. Faith then asks about Buffy, but... Current guys. There's not really much to tell, at least not these days. Yeah, but she's gotta have stories. Faith's data's a loser, sure, but Buffy, she boinked the undead. <laughs> what was that like? Buffy says that life with Angel is, was, complicated. That she doesn't really know how to talk about it. Faith, genuinely offering to be a sounding board, says to try. And Buffy... Buffy shuts her down. She says the issues are still with her and she'd rather not. Something Faith looks genuinely hurt by. Here she is, opening up, trying mm-hmm. to bond, and Buffy's giving her nothing. Mostly because Buffy's keeping a big old secret, but that's going to compound Faith's issues, continue to make her feel isolated. Yeah, that's that's definitely, that definitely doesn't help with her situation. No, because it's like Buffy and her friends don't see her as a member of the team, which Mrs. Post is going to take advantage of in a mm-hmm. little bit. And so Faith says, you know what? They're zero for six. Why don't they just pack it in? Buffy is kind of beat, but Shadyside isn't far, and Faith says she'll check it out. It's on her way. Alone? Buffy's not sure. And also not getting that she hurt Faith's feelings, and therefore Faith doesn't really want to be around her. (sighs) Teenagers. Nope, yeah, yeah. She tells Buffy that she got Miss Pris on her back now. She doesn't need another babysitter. She'll give a holler if things get fun. And so she heads off, leaving Buffy to go in the other direction. At Shadyside, Faith takes a spin around the place. All is quiet until suddenly it's not. She comes across Lagos raiding a crypt, saying it's her lucky day as she goes to take him out, only to get her ass beat. (laughs) But thankfully, the glove was not there. So while Faith is recovering on the ground, Lagos heads off to check somewhere else. In another part of town, Xander heads to Restfield as promised. He creeps about, heading for the crypt, and reflecting on what a stupid-ass idea this was. (laughs) He is trying to alleviate his guilt by going out and getting himself killed. 
He nears the crypt, but hears noise from inside, and so ducks behind a bush, just in time to see Angel emerging from within, glove in hand. Xander bravely, but also stupidly, (laughs) follows stake in hand. Because let's remember, Xander was in the library for Buffy's whole, I think the cure worked moment. Right. So unless Willow said something to him separately, he doesn't know if this is Angel or Angelus. Yep. Yep. He's about to find out. But in the moment he chooses to follow, he has no idea. See, everybody just needs to communicate with each other. Right? Saves a lot of problems. Yes, it does. He follows him all the way back to the mansion, descending into the courtyard. As he creeps closer to the window, he peers in to see not just Angel, but Angel and Buffy smooching. Oh, you're not supposed to be smooching. We go inside as the smooching continues until Buffy finally breaks away. What is she doing? What is he doing? She should have never come back there. Angel tells her he's glad she did and that he might just have what she's looking for. Leading her across the room, he takes her to an object wrapped messily in fabric. Buffy says wherever he got that gift wrapped, remind her not to shop there. He unwraps it and shows Buffy the glove, which she calls the world's ugliest fashion accessory. She goes to touch it, but Angel stops her. Once the glove is put on, it can never be removed. So no touching. Got it. Kind of like they should be. She tells Angel to hold on to it, but she'll tell Giles in the morning that they found it. That should make him happy. We never see Xander leave the mansion, but he obviously does because we next go to Giles, who is at his apartment along with Mrs. Post. He's been searching through his books until finally he comes across the glove, an illustration based on wood carvings that according to Mrs. Post was in turn based off some very old and rather dubious legends. So he suggests he try reading the words as well as looking at the pictures. I suggest Giles introduce her to Ripper. She's lucky he didn't. A tea whistle sounds in the background and Giles gets up to get it, bringing the kettle over to the pass-through and the small tray he's prepared, two cups with saucers, a tea bag in each. So I kept waiting for the dialogue to reference it, but it never does. So it might just be that someone got a good look at the cover of the book, but the book Giles is looking in to find the glove is Tobin's Tobin's Spirit Spirit Guide. Guide. Yeah, which, as people know, is from Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool that now it it exists in the same universe yes yes this confirms that ghostbusters and buffy exist in the same universe exactly yeah mrs post knows he must find her frustrating but if one lets small things slip then pretty soon everything has gone to hell in a handbasket while she's saying this she is of course removing the tea bag from her cup and preparing a diffuser with some loose tea that she's carrying another way of pointing (laughs) out how american and non-traditional giles has become Then she mentions Buffy. Giles tells her that Buffy is both diligent and efficient, and he is in complete control of his slayer. Cue Xander Burst. (laughs) Giles, there's a big problem. It's Buffy. Asking Mrs. Post to excuse them, Giles moves with Xander off to the side. All while Mrs. Post looks highly amused. This is one of those moments where I love how scenes are framed. Yes. And how they transition from one thing to another. It's brilliant writing to go from Giles saying, I have everything under control to Xander bursting in. Because they also do it. They also do it with things like, you know, I have it under control. And then you go to Buffy elsewhere, not having it under control. Exactly. No, this 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 show has some of the best transitions. 
She asks if they need assistance, and Giles, through gritted teeth, <clears throat> tell her that it won't be necessary. And while we don't hear the conversation, we can assume Xander tells Giles everything he saw because we move to the next morning in Sunnydale High, specifically the library, where Buffy enters to find everyone gathered around the table <laughs> looking rather serious. She tells them that Lagos is out of luck and she got the mitten before asking him to look up with all the tragedy masks. Giles tells her to have a seat, and Xander gives up his, moving it to the end of the table before taking the seat on Cordy's other side. Giles immediately dives in. They know Angel is alive. Xander saw them together, and so they know she's been hiding him, and that she's been lying to them. Willow says that nobody is there to blame her, but the situation is serious, and she needs help. Buffy tells them it's not what they think. Xander certainly hopes so, because he thinks she's harboring a vicious killer. Willow reminds him that this isn't about attacking Buffy. <laughs> I statements only. I feel angry. I feel worried. Fine, Cordelia's got one. She feels worried about her. Because last time, Angel barely laid a hand on Buffy. He was way more interested in killing her friends. Buffy says he's better now, and Xander asks for how long. Did she even think about that? What is this, Demons Anonymous? She doesn't need any intervention, doesn't she? I think she does. Giles points out that she had to know it was wrong to see Angel or she wouldn't have hidden it from them. She was going to tell them. She was. She just, she didn't know why he came back. She wanted to wait. For what? For Angel to go psycho again the next time she gives him a happy? She's not going to. They're not together like that. Oz counters. She was kissing him. That's when Buffy turns to Xander. He was spying on her? What gives him the right? Okay, first off, you already knew this. Because <laughs> one of the first things Giles said was, Xander saw you two together. Yeah. And two, he was following Angel, who was leaving the crypt with a mystical object in hand, which he had every right to do. So shh. <laughs> Shocking, I know, but I think Xander is completely in the right in this scene, and we'll talk about that more in a second. Yeah, yeah. Although, to be fair, I think everybody, yeah, everybody, everybody has a right to be mad. Cordelia asked Buffy what gives her the right to suck face with her demon lover again. It was an accident. What, she just tripped and fell on his lips? It was wrong. She knows that. She knows it can't happen again, but they have to believe her. She would never put any of them in danger. If she thought for one second that Angel was going to hurt any of them, she should stop him. Like she did last time with Miss Calendar. Okay, maybe I side with Xander in these arguments because he champions Miss Calendar's memory. Or maybe I just think he makes valid points. The Although I, I do think it was kind of low to bring up Miss Calendar. Oh, I don't think it was at all. <laughs> I don't think it was at all. Because the entire point of Angela's killing Miss Calendar is that was the point of no return. Yeah. That was the yeah. deal breaker. So you know what? Bring up the deal breaker. Yeah. I know. I get it. But I also feel bad for poor Giles who has to hear about it. Well, yes, we feel bad for Giles. But we don't <laughs> feel bad for Buffy. For no, 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 no. Up. I don't feel bad for Buffy. I mostly feel bad for Giles. I mean, yes, I, I feel very bad for Giles. But unfortunately, Miss Calendar is the only person in the, well, not unfortunately, we don't want more people in their inner circle to die. <laughs> yeah, yes. She was the only person in the inner circle to die. So she's like the only death that yeah. they can really be like, he murdered our friend. Yeah. Willow tries to take the tension down just a notch by bringing back the I feel statements. She feels when it comes to Angel, Buffy can't see straight. And that's why they're all going to help her face this. But he's better now. She swears. He is the one that found the glove of Minagon. He's keeping it safe for them in the mansion. Right. Great plan. Leave tons of power with the scary guy and leave them to clean up the mess. 
Xander goes to what I assume is Storm out, but Buffy grabs his arm. He would just love an excuse to hurt him, wouldn't he? He doesn't need an excuse. He thinks lots of dead people constitute a reason. And this is all about nobility. This has nothing to do with jealousy. How Cordelia just leans forward at that all like... Mm -hmm. Hello, Miss Not Over Herself yet? Yeah. Buffy tells her not to start, and Willow tells Giles that no one is using the ice statement. <laughs> poor, poor Willow, she's trying. Giles puts it into the conversation, telling them all that it's enough. Buffy has heard their concerns, and her actions, while ill-advised, are understandable. Their priority now must be obtaining the glove and destroying it. With that, he sends them all off to class. Giles heads into his office, and Buffy follows. Buffy thanks him for the bail in there. She knows it's a lot to absorb, but Angel did find the glove and he tells her to be quiet. He won't remind her that the fate of the world often lies on the Slayer. What would be the point? Nor will he remind her that she's jeopardized the lives of all she holds dear by harboring a known murderer. But sadly, he must remind her that Angel tortured him for hours and for pleasure. She should have told him he was alive and she didn't. She has no respect for him or the job he performs. He turns away from her, sitting at his desk, and after a moment of looking extremely guilty, Buffy leaves. How is that not the end of Buffy and Angel right then and there? I know. If Giles had looked at me with that much disappointment and said those words, my next Mm -hmm. move would have been to tell Angel I could never see him again the end. Yeah, yeah. Like, everything else is... Like, the way way Xander did it came off as very petulant and Xander-like, you know? So, like, that was one thing. But... The way that Giles talked to her, that would have done it in. That would have been like, you know what? Yeah. Because he never, he never talks to her like that. No. I also, I mean, I know you can't carry it on too long because you need to set up for helpless. Mm -hmm. But this is one of those things where I am almost sad we did not see the consequences of this more. Yes. Like we did not see Giles kind of shutting down for a little bit. And, and trying to go back to being... Like, you know, if you don't respect me, that's fine. This could yeah. be a fairly Slayer Watcher thing. Exactly, exactly. Because he spent, he spent so much time building up this relationship with Buffy only yeah. for her to disrespect that relationship. Right. And so, like, I am kind of sad that Helpless comes up and that we kind of have to, like, ignore this moment to build up. Mm-hmm to that because I would have liked to have seen Buffy suffer some more consequence for this because I mean, and this goes back to what I was saying that I think Xander's completely in the right here. Mm-hmm. Like all her friends have very valid concerns about this. Yep. And like even Oz has reservations about this. The chillest oh, yeah. werewolf on the planet is sitting there looking grim and you've got to know you messed up when that happens. Oh yeah. And he even says something about it. So, you know, yeah. When when Oz is concerned, that should that should be your that should be your point where you're like, oh, shit, Oz has concerns. Maybe. So, yeah, like that's why that's why I'm glad, you know, later on in the season, he's going to be telling her that he's leaving. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like, I know at the end of this episode, Will is like, well, he saved me. I'm cool with him again. But it doesn't change the fact that he and Buffy can't be in a relationship. And I Mm -hmm. think we should have seen more like. Like, she can't date him. She can't. No. no. And it just, like, so I, I have I know. a lot of problems with the fact that everybody's just cool that they start dating again. Yeah. And I mean, I know we talked about it before, but they've really painted themselves into a corner 
with this relationship. Of course they did. And I I did see some people on the internet say that like Giles should be a little bit more forgiving considering he kept his past a secret. And I'm like, no, no, no. No. No, no, no. That's on two entirely different levels. No, no. Giles' past was like, I'm an idiot teenager causing problems and Angel was homicidal maniac killing friends and just killing random people to get to make his ex-girlfriend upset. Yeah. And like when Giles's people from his past show up, like when Ethan shows up, he's not like, oh, yeah, let's just ignore this. He's like, no, children, this is a bad, bad man. Yeah. And we should stay far away from him. Yes. He deals with it when it shows up. So, yeah, no, no. Buffy having secret smoochies with the man who threatened to use a chainsaw on him is in no way on the same level of not telling the kids about his like John Constantine days. Yeah, and I think and and like people forget that everything that happened here was only months ago. Yeah, it was less than a year ago. It's been less than a year. Giles's shit was when he was a teenager. Yeah. So no, and no, also no, like, no. and also this involves Buffy flat out lying to everybody. Yeah, you're like parental figure or your parents not telling you about the time they like stole grandma's car and like drove off to the beach to have beers. It's a very different level than you like flat out lying to everyone you know. Yeah, yeah, two completely different stories. <sighs> people, people. <laughs> <sighs> Go to the faith at the motel as she answers the door, stake in hand. As she steps inside, Mrs. Post reminds her that vampires rarely knock, especially during daylight hours. I do like that line from her. That's a great line. Yeah. Right. So this is where she lives? Yep. Decorator actually just left. Leaning against the sad little dresser, Mrs. Post asks Faith if she knows who the Spartans were. A bunch of guys from Spart? <laughs> They were the fiercest warriors known to man, and they lived in homes very much like Faith. Does she know why? Because a true fighter needs little else. It's going to be very hard on her. She will not brook insolence or laziness, and she will not allow screw-ups like last night's attack. Faith will probably hate her a great deal of the time, you think? Mm-hmm. But she will make her a better slayer, and that will keep her alive. Faith has to trust that she's right. God only knows what Mr. Giles has been filling her head with. Faith says Giles is okay. Yeah, that's right, Faith. You tell her. Yeah. Yeah. But Mrs. Post continues, his methods are unfathomable to her. She finds him entirely confounding, but that's not important. Let him have his games and secret meetings. What meetings? Oh, she doesn't know. Something with Buffy and her friends. Oh, right. Faith guesses that doesn't include her. As much as I've had, like, issues with Faith in the past and, like, I was never a really big fan of her character. She is growing on me this watch. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. I do feel really bad for her in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, because it's... And I understand we're building the isolation so that she'll learn. But Mm -hmm. I feel really bad. Like, she's trying. Yeah. She's really trying to be a part of the team. And going back to Homecoming, you know, she remembers she was the only one being a good friend in that episode. Yeah. You know, and her whole thing with her whole thing with Scott was just, you know, such a good a good friend thing to do, you know, messing with the ex. And again, yeah, like we have to set up that faith is being isolated and, you know, Mrs. Post fucking with her like this. It's just so sad. It is. And why does he let her socialize so much? It hardly seems no matter. Would she like to do some training? Training such as kicking, punching, stabbing? Face or girl? Back at school, Buffy approaches Willow. 
So on a scale of one to a million, how much is Willow hating her right now? Hating her? Zero. She was scared. She kept a secret. It's okay. Secrets aren't bad. They're normal. Better than normal. They're good. Secrets are good. Must be a reason why we keep them, right? Uh, Willow, your subtext is becoming text. <laughs> Willow asks if she's going to the Bronx that night or if she's going to sneak off for a not-so-secret rendezvous with Angel. Neither. She's going to try to kill Lagos. Angel may have the glove, but Lagos doesn't know that. So she figures sooner or later, he's bound to show up at the crypt. And when he does, he'll find not the glove, but a Buffy in a not-so-good mood. That's a brilliant plan. Xander's at the bronze, though, shooting pole and looking kind of pissed. <laughs> Faith shows up, sees him, and when he tells her bad day, she tells him to tell her about it. He'd rather just shoot. Faith says it's not like she doesn't know what they were talking about behind her back. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she knows there's more to this glove thing than they're saying. Xander counters with some real news. Angel's alive. The vampire? Back in town? Xander saw him himself, carrying the famous glove. Angel. Guy like that. That kind of glove? He could kill a whole mess of people. Xander says he said the same thing to Buffy, but she didn't seem to care. Buffy knew he was alive. She can't believe her. Xander tells her that Buffy said he's clean. Faith says they can't afford to wait and find out. She says she deals with this problem right now. She says she slays. Can Xander come? I, looking at this and then at the Zeppo, mm-hmm. I'm kind of sad Faith never tried to draw Xander to the side of the mayor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That she never used his insecurities about his place in the group and the way people used hers. Because I think they could have been a very interesting team. Oh, yeah. At least temporarily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it really, it really could have gone an, interesti- an interesting direction if right? they had done more than that with that. Because he has these moments where you could see him going to the side of evil. Yeah. And I think, I think like the fact that he and Faith, even if it's like on weird things, like, oh, they both don't trust Angel or like they were both left out of this like apocalypse thing in the Zeppo. Mm -hmm. They have these moments that put them together. And when they do, the two characters actually have really good chemistry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They play off of each other so well. And so I think like. I, I would have liked to have seen Faith try to like garner Xander to their side, also because Xander knows all of their secrets. Oh yeah, yeah, and and also I think that was a mistake. And not even not even just that, but like to to lure him to the side, their side. She could have just if she could have if she could have kept up a a facade longer. Like if you know she she killed she killed the assistant and then. Everything happens and then she goes to the mayor. But if she would have gone to the mayor and still been part of the group, that could have been an interesting angle because she could have gotten some stuff out of Xander to take to the mayor before she went off the rails. Yeah, there are like other ways you could have played this that I really would have liked to have seen. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Post arrives at the library, having been called by Giles. He apologizes for calling her in at such a late hour, but Mrs. Post assures him that a good watcher must be alert and awake at all hours. He offers her tea, and for a moment it seems like Mrs. Post might be letting that wall down. She is completely knackered. Spent the afternoon training with Faith. The girl does not lack for energy. (laughs) Faith's her first slayer. He takes it. Giles, what a dumbass question. (sighs) In every generation, there is one. Now two, but still. Of course, Faith is her first slayer. I mean, I know, I know he probably meant it in the potential sense. But still, still, don't ask questions. That's that's the way, 
that's the way that I took it, that this is the first time she trained with a potential slayer. She says if he's questioning her qualifications. Oh, no, not at all. He admires her methods in his own American way. What? (laughs) Sassy Giles. Gotta love a good Sassy Giles. He tells her that he also has the glove. Not on him, but he believes it's safe. It's in a mansion on Crawford Street. A friend of Buffy's is keeping it there. They must get to it immediately. Hide it before someone else can find it. Better yet, Giles says they should destroy it. (laughs) Destroy it. Giles says he located a ritual, one that involves turning fire into living flame, emulating the glove. It's complex, but Giles believes he has all the necessary materials. Well, she must say, good show. Picking up a statue, she whacks Giles across the back of the head with it. Oh, Giles. Good show indeed. Willow's joined Buffy at Restfield, and why she doesn't want to downplay her own slaying abilities, which in some circles are formidable, she really thinks it should be Faith who is with Buffy. Buffy says she tried calling. No answer. But hey, if Willow's feeling any sort of demonophobia, she's free to split. She's not the one in trouble with Giles. Willow says that's true. How long does Willow think he can stay mad? The emotional marathon man? (laughs) Yeah, Buffy supposes she can't blame him. It's weird, though, now that her secret angel is out in the open. She feels better. You know who doesn't feel better? Willow. (laughs) She's taking this whole conversation about secrets and disappointment straight to heart. But she tells Buffy that a big burden's been lifted from her. That keeping secrets, it's a lot of work. One could hypothetically imagine. She has no idea. Nope, none whatsoever. But can she ask her a question? When she was with Angel and nobody knew about it, did it make it feel sexier somehow? (laughs) Not really. It's too much pressure. After a while, it makes even the fun parts not so fun. Oh, Buffy wants to know what makes Willow think all this secret stuff is sexy anyway. Nothing. Just wondering. Gotta keep asking the big questions when you're blessed with the thirst for knowledge, like Willow. And, okay, there's something she needs to tell Buffy. But Willow stands. Okay. So, she's always considered herself a good person. Flossed did her homework, but Buffy said this will make her feel better. And so she wants Buffy to be the first to know, and please don't judge her, (laughs) but there's a demon behind her. (laughs) Whirling around, Buffy sees Lagos. She goes to fight him, but like Faith, she mostly gets her ass kicked while Willow watches wincing appropriately. That is until Buffy discovers the wicked looking axe Lagos carries. Grabbing it, she decapitates him in one. To which Willow gives a little yay kind of motion. Rejoining her, Buffy says, what was it Willow wanted to tell her? Oh, uh, she opened her SAT book early. Doesn't really seem important now. (laughs) Buffy tells her that her secret is safe with her before saying they should go tell Giles they got Lagos. Make him happy. Xander and Faith are already there, entering the library and going straight for the weapons. Xander calls Crossbow and Faith says he's got it. They're about to leave when Xander hears moaning coming from Giles' office. He rushes over and finds Giles still pretty out of it on the floor. Xander tries to figure out what happened and Faith says she can pretty much guess. But it's not Angel's style. Really? What other proof does he need? Well, bite marks might be nice. He grabs the phone to call 911, but Faith isn't down with waiting. Xander can babysit. She's going to go kill Angel. But if they leave now, Giles will die. Yeah, and if she doesn't do something permanent, he might have a hell of a lot of company. Xander curses to himself, waiting for someone to answer as Faith takes off. At the mansion, Angel has begun the ritual to destroy the glove. A ritual that involves really awesome colored flames. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love, it really feels like chemistry class. I know. I want to make green fire. I know. We shouldn't play with fire, though. 
<laughs> Buffy and Willow arrive at the library just as the EMTs are taking Giles away. As they wheel him off, he says something to Buffy about destroying the glove. Using the living flame, Buffy turns to Xander. What happened? Looks like her boyfriend isn't as secured as she thought. And what makes him think Angel had anything to do with this? She saw what they saw. So he just assumed. He didn't. Faith did. Willow's face pales at that and Buffy wants to know what he told her. Only what everyone else knows. She's a big girl. Came to her own conclusions. How much of a head start does she have? Ten minutes. Buffy starts to leave, but not before telling Willow to go through Giles' research and find anything she can on destroying the glove. As she leaves, Xander starts to say something, but Willow cuts him off. Just shut up and help her. Okay. I know the point is to make everything super dramatic, Mm -hmm. but I don't love this scene because the intervention scene was about real points. Yeah. Real fears. Yeah. And yeah, they were all being a little snarky and bitchy, but everything they said was backed up by real evidence. Yep. And then you have Xander telling Faith that no, Angel didn't do this. It's not his style. But then you get to this scene and it's like the conversation with Faith never happened. I think Xander is just being Xander. But yeah, I mean, like, Xander told her about Angel and, like, she had a right to know that. She was eventually going to find out. You don't want her accidentally running into Angel and, like, staking him. And I, But I think this scene would have played just as well if, like, Xander had just said what happened. That they came in, found him like that, and they took off after Angel. Like, the backtracking is weird and I don't like it. And honestly... I'll be honest, this isn't one of my favorite episodes. No, I mean, I do like a lot of things about this episode. But like, I also don't think this is really in character for what we see for Xander. I know like 90% of the fandoms are going to disagree with me, but but let's (laughs) get me for a second. Because usually when he's found to be wrong about a person or thing, he backs down. Oh, yeah. He doesn't necessarily apologize, but he backs down. I think in this, I think in this case, he's just all in his feelings. I mean, he probably is. He is probably all in his feelings. But like this doubling down on what he knows to be false. Yeah. I just don't like it. He is not he is not being a rational human being. But also like righteous anger Xander is kind of hot. So <laughs> like the whole thing where he's like, can I come? I was like, I too would like to go on this hunting party. Because <laughs> Xander's really hot right now. So but yeah, no, don't don't love this. Yeah. Mrs. Post arrives at the mansion and Angel wants to know what she wants. She says Giles sent her to help destroy the glove. Is that the living flame? Yes. She's sorry to be abrupt, but Lagos is on his way there. If they perform the ritual incorrectly, well, it will only make the glove more powerful. All right. Good. Where's the glove? In the trunk. He turns to get it and picking up a shovel, Miss Post knocks him out. Why does he have a shovel inside that? I don't. Just gonna let it go. There's a lot of stuff in this house. Picking up a shovel, Mrs. Post knocks him out. It's what she loves most about Sunnydale. Everyone is so helpful. (laughs) Angel down, she goes to the trunk and starts attempting to break the lock. She's just about there when Angel pops back up, now in vamp face. Okay, that hurt. It was supposed (laughs) to kill him. And had he been human, it would have. But she breaks the shovel in two so that the wooden handle now has sharp splintered ends. She believes this is more his poison. They fight and Angel has her up against a wall when Faith busts in. She reads the situation the way any normal person would, (laughs) walking into it, and so goes after Angel. As he's not met Faith yet, he believes her to either be Lagos or working for Lagos, telling her that she's not getting the glove. They fight. (laughs) She throws Angel down. Faith goes in for the kill only to be stopped by Buffy. This I I do love the way that this whole scene is set up. Oh yeah. All the all the mis all the misunderstandings going on so here. So many misunderstandings. 
she throws Faith back away from Angel, which gives us a moment to check in on Willow and Xander. Xander asks if she has it, and she says it's either the catalyst for the living flame or some really smelly sand. (laughs) They need to test it. But after Xander finds an illustration of what the glove does, they realize there's no time to test it. Bagging the sand, they take off running back to Buffy and Faith. Buffy tells Faith she can't let her do it. And Faith tells Buffy she seems to be confused. Vampire, slayer, dead vampire. Buffy tells Faith there's a lot she doesn't understand. But before she can say more, Mrs. Post interrupts, telling Faith that Buffy doesn't know that she's blinded by love. She tells Faith to trust her and, well, Faith does. Sending a roundhouse kick in Buffy's direction. They fight their fight taking them from the main room, through the glass doors, and out into the garden. While they're fighting, Xander and Willow arrive. They go straight to Mrs. Post as she tells them the glove is in the trunk. Xander says they'll get it, and she tells Xander to help Faith. He goes to try and break up Buffy and Faith's (laughs) fight, while Willow helps Mrs. Post up. The breaking up of the fight doesn't go so well, though, as Faith grabs him and tosses him off to the side out of the way. Willow goes with Mrs. Post to retrieve the glove from the trunk. The moment she has it, she turns slamming it into Willow's face. She then slides on the glove, the little spikes locking into her skin. But it's not until she is calling down the mystical forces (laughs) and summoning lightning that Faith and Buffy stop their fight. What's going on? Looking at Faith, Mrs. Post gives her a word of advice. She's an idiot. Using the power of the glove, Mrs. Post first takes out a tree and then tries to take out Willow, though Angel saves her. Realizing the enemy has changed, Faith and Buffy are once again a team. Can Faith draw her fire? Definitely. Running into the mansion, Faith darts across the main room, drawing Mrs. Post's attention. This allows Buffy to locate a broken piece of glass that can and will kind of function kind of like a ninja star. (laughs) As Mrs. Post is going on and on about power, Buffy throws the glass, cutting off her arm and the glove. The power of the glove lost, the lightning now incinerates her. Buffy, Faith, Angel, Willow, and Xander all approach the center of the room where the glove releases its hold on the dead arm. So while we never really learn why Mrs. Post wants the glove, save for evil. Yeah. The novel Chosen Mm -hmm. does actually give the reason behind it. We won't say more than that as we're eventually going to be reading Chosen and Slayer. Yes. But apparently there was a lot of debate according to Doug Petrie over whether Gwendolyn would be human or not. And then they kind of ran with that. And it's very, it's very cool, but we'll get to it. Yeah. And there was, they were going to be, there was going to be a whole thing where the glove was going to be like a falconer's glove where you hold your arm up like you're catching a bird. And then a dark cloud was supposed to come through the ceiling and be a bird that spits fire. Yeah, it was all very weird. Yeah, but yeah, they they couldn't, with the technology that they had, they couldn't really do it. The next morning at Sunnydale High, Willow, Oz, Xander, and Cordy sit up in the lounge. So there's no more glove? Nope. Little living flame, little mesquite, and poof! All gone. Oz says it sounds like they missed a lot of fun. Well, then Xander's telling it wrong. (laughs) Willow wonders what Buffy and Angel are going to do. Xander says, boy, does he not know. Willow says Angel saved her from a flamey death. So that kind of makes her like him again. And Xander supposes that as long as they don't get pelvic again, it'll be okay. That's when Buffy arrives. What are they talking about? Oddly enough, her boyfriend. (laughs) Ed. He's not her boyfriend. Really. Truly. He's, she doesn't know. Turning to Xander, she asks if they're cool. Yeah, of course. It's just seeing them kissing after everything that happened, it made him lean toward the postal. But he trusts her. Cordelia, however, does not. And she (laughs) would like that on the record. I love Cordy. 
Giles joins them and Buffy says, Mrs. Post's not a watcher? Oh no, she was. She was kicked out a couple years ago for misuse of dark powers. They swear there was a memo. (laughs) With a nod, Buffy says she better go. She still has a little bit more damage control to do. She leaves and Giles takes her place as Willow says the whole angel thing is still so weird. Yes, well, Giles says they'll just have to see how that unfolds. Something tells me Giles is not quite ready to forgive and forget. As uh, we'll see in a couple of episodes. We end this episode at Faith's motel room. Faith sitting on the bed watching some old movie when Buffy knocks. She comes in, greeting Faith with a hey, before saying the place looks nice. Yeah, it's real Spartan. She asks how Faith's doing. Five by five. She'll take that to mean good. She then tells Faith that Gwendolyn Post or whoever she was had them all fooled. Even Giles. Yeah, well, it just goes to reemphasize how Faith can't trust people. You think she would have learned. Buffy tries to tell Faith that she can trust her. She knows she kept secrets, but she felt like she didn't have a choice. She's on Faith's side. Gee, this would have been another great place for Buffy to bring up the things from their past they share. Seriously. But okay, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Faith tells Buffy that she's on her side. That's enough. Not always. Is that it? Yeah, she guesses. Okay, well then Faith will see her around. Buffy goes to leave and Faith calls after her. For a moment, it seems like she's going to say something, but then she changes her mind saying, nothing. Buffy heads out and Faith is left alone. The end. Poor Faith. I know. I do. I feel really, really bad for Faith in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Soon she's going to meet the mayor and he's going to take care of her. Oh, yes. He's going to be a good daddy. I was going to say, he's a bad, bad man, but he's a very good dad. He is like, yes, and I'm using I'm using daddy and not the <laughs> daddy well, no, issues. because he, he tells Faith, no, no, no. Yes. He is a family man. He is a family man. So he <sighs> just, he literally just wants to be a dad. Yes. And I'm like, okay, like, yes, he saw the advantage of having Faith on his team. But you know from, like, the fact that, like, he paid for her to be in the hospital when yeah. she was in a coat. Like, he literally cared for her. And how, and how upset he was about Buffy almost killing her. Yeah. Like, he genuinely saw this girl who, like, needed a father and was like, well, okay, this one's mine now. And it just happens to work out really well that she's a slayer. Yes. Oh, great. Next week. Next week, we get lovers. Oh, I'm so excited. So, yes, that is it for this week. Thank you all for listening. And make sure you join us next time when we take on season three, episode eight, Lovers Walk. Spike is back. Spike is back. People are making bad decisions, but Spike is back. Until then, check out our various social media channels, all of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to let us know it, you can subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or write to us directly at thewatchdiaries at gmail.com. Bye! Bye!